Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. I was getting my hair done yesterday and I've been with my hairdresser for over 10 years and I think she's built an incredible business. And she had a woman that is also very like successful in their industry, working with her assistant to kind of help with pricing on something. And it was interesting hearing like the business side of hair too, because you forget there's like always like business involved in everything that you're putting out into the world. And she was really pushing for the assistant to no, you should charge for this. You should charge for this. You should charge for this. In that like mentality of like charge what you're worth, like up your prices like in a very um just because kind of way and my hairdresser was like I don't personally believe that you should charge for that it was just a, a conversation around um different ways of looking at practices and I said to my boss because this is a conversation where that you and I have had a lot and I know it's something that you believe very strongly about and you'll probably say it more eloquently than me so I'll pass it off to you in a second but I said to her um, I really appreciate that that's your mindset because if you think about it, maybe that woman does make more money or something in quotes. Like it looks like she maybe makes more money off of a service, but my hairdresser has built an extremely loyal group of people that come back to her because of the way she approaches her business. And I said, I'd be willing to bet my, my a lot of money on the fact that over time you end up making more money because you create such trust in your people um, and loyalty in the people that come to you. So do you know what I'm talking about where the conversations that we've had, can you kind of explain your perspective on not necessarily being so grabby tactic about making money in your business and your philosophy around this? So I think there's so many layers to this as always. Always. Um, but it's important to understand first where we get the slack mentality from is because, you know, we used to live in a world where there was a finite number of resources well, that was our understanding of the world. And we've come from a history of generations and generations of people who've trampled on everybody else to get to the top and suppressed other people instead of lifted themselves up. Um, so what's interesting is that we are living in a different time now. And I think I heard someone else say on a different podcast that, you know, it's the same way that when you used to go to the Blockbuster store and like buy the video or rent the video, the person who came in after you just couldn't have a copy. Whereas now, because we have iTunes, we can all download the same song. And all that happens is that the copies of the song just multiply because we each have one like locally to us. So it's like we're still operating on this zero-sum game rather than really understanding that the universe is just um, 
always going to supply something that is equal to the energy that you're putting out. It's not about what the whole has. It's about what's relevant to you in your movie. And ultimately, when we come up with these um, sort of lack-based strategies for our business, such as I need to charge people for every extra thing or whatever, it does, even if it doesn't overly piss them off in the beginning, you know, we do feel when we're overpaying for stuff. And that's kind of a risky business idea because it's leaving the um, space open for someone else to come in and provide better value than you. So you have to provide the best value that you can equal to what you're charging. Now, if you undercharge, that's also risky because people won't value it for what it is. And I understand that nowadays it's really tricky, right? Especially with these kind of unregulated industries that, you know, you could value a course at $50 or you could value it at $50,000, right? And there's no, there's no kind of like market um, sort of set prices, like how gold has something that we go off or, you know, there's certain other things that have a lot more precedent. This is like a really new industry, but just in general, when you're even a hairdresser, right? That's an industry that's been around for ages. If she's going to whack on another $10 for, I don't know, the head massage or something, right? Um, maybe that's not to say that that's wrong or right, but essentially what I'm saying is that if you do things with a mentality of grabbing as much as you can from people up front, almost in a way that hopefully they just won't notice. And hopefully I'm just pulling one over on them and I'm just doing a smash and grab. A lot of the time it's also because you don't have faith that you will be able to not just keep on making the same amount of money, but hopefully get so much better at your craft or get more of a skilled human being or more of a magnificent human being who's capable of giving more that you'll be able to do better in the future. And a lot of the time, even people who are very successful now are kind of almost trying to just quickly get it as if it's going to run out, you know, and, and just whilst they can get their minute in the spotlight. But like I said, it's very risky because eventually people will be like, that's too much. And what you want to do is you really want to make people feel like, you know, there's that expression, a good relationship is when both people think they got the better end of the deal. You want to feel like you got the better end of the deal and you want to feel like your customer feels like they got the better end of the deal, right? And so the way that you do that is by giving adequately for what you're charging. And so this whole like zero sum game of charging what you're worth saying that as a way of justifying charging people through the nose of something that isn't actually worth that is a going to bring you less people and b is actually going to short circuit the longevity of your business because people are only going to overpay for something that doesn't actually remunerate long-term value until the day that they finally realize it's not giving them long-term value right and that's that's not a that's not an if that's just a when so you're better off um like you said you know, thinking about the long-term game. And I also think that people don't think enough about long-term in general with everybody's kind of at the smash and grab game of, well, if I can make a quick buck off this show, or if I can make quick money off doing this, selling this thing or whatever, without thinking of like, am I putting deposits in the bank of me becoming brilliant in the world? We're going to be alive. If you're going to be alive for another hundred years, all you're doing is wasting your time if you're looking to make money on things that aren't really um, at least towards your true mastery, your true alignment. And it's absolutely okay to have side hustles and side jobs as long as you're mentally clear that you treat those with sacredness and you know their place in, um, in the role that they play towards you 
becoming, you know, the top of something which we all are destined to do. And that's the only long term strategy is to march towards excellence and not to try to receive as much as possible in the in the short term. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be an overnight success. It doesn't mean you can't support yourself super well. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, charge nothing. But it also means that it's smart to think about what is going to promote your longevity. And it's also smart to think about something I've been thinking a lot about recently, which is that word of mouth is this unbelievable gift, an unbelievable messenger that I think gets lost in obviously in social media and in promotions and in paid ads and in Google this and and TikTok that. When somebody loves something so much and they want the cachet of being someone to discover it and someone to tell their friends about it, that is so powerful and the most oldest, underrated, natural thing that human beings will continue to do beyond all the different ways that we have of communicating now and always will, that's never going to be gossip and sharing and spreading is never not going to be part of what us humans do kind of gather around and have a good old natter, right? So you are lucky if you get to be part of someone else's tribal gathering, if whatever it is you do gets brought up in those circles and you should treat it. Or I think of like, when I think about it, I like, I'm, I'm privileged. I'm so honored if I get to be part of someone else telling their friend, right? Because that's when it's like, really, you're not fronting, you know, you're really telling someone something that genuinely matters to you. And I know that the quality of that exchange with people, right, is going to be very dependent on how I, I present myself. If I present myself in, I love so much what I do, and I love giving what I do and sharing what I do and spreading what I do. Um, that's a very different energy to seed that sacred word of mouth with, you know, um, versus if the first thing that people are going to say about a service is it's too expensive or it's, you know, a huge investment or and if someone then says does it work for you or what has it done for you you know all of those things are not things that you on purpose control but they are things that beautifully come to support you when you have the right consciousness with your business and so you know I said I said earlier like undercharging is not correct either because you know, every time, most of the times I've given things away for free, we also don't value those, right? So you really have to think about like, what is it that's going to make someone feel like they're really getting value out of it and they're getting the better end of the deal, right? They're getting um, something that they really feel is adding to their lives. And so even if you're charging nothing for something that's occupying people's time and getting in the way, even if something is free, for example, you know, with TikTok, for example, if it was really net net destroying your mental health, you would still get rid of it, even if you weren't paying anything for it. So it's this all, we all do this innate value judgment all the time with every single thing we, you know, an exchange we have with a friend, a payment, a life choice, brushing your teeth. It's all, am I getting more out of this than I'm, than I'm, quote unquote, paying in terms of my time, in terms of my energy, in terms of my attention, right? So what becomes a no brainer for people is something that they feel like they're absolutely getting value for and that is filling them up. What gets in the way of that is when, you know, people feel like I'm trying to just 
get you here and ha oh, got you for an extra two dollars for this and da 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 and honestly in these economies I don't know how people do it but also think about the experience of being you do you want to be a person that kind of just does gotcha on people do you want to be a person that does a smash and grab do you want to live life as if that's how you have to think about survival you know do you want to think about actually a very benevolent universe that's always going to give and always going to produce more no matter what because there's unlimited resources in the world like I know that's a, a reality that I want to at least play in and because reality is subjective and because it does um, change according to our consciousness let's choose the consciousness that actually feels better to experience why wouldn't we it's a no-brainer I am so glad you brought it to there because I was going to say there's two ways you could listen to everything that you just said you could listen to the words that you're saying which if we're just listening to the words layer it's like okay jenna's offering tactics on how to have a business a good business and what she believes is a good way of doing business but then what i know about you is that what you're actually describing is this like deeper layer of the consciousness through of the consciousness with which you make decisions about how you run a business or have an exchange of services. So it's like what you just said, wouldn't you rather approach this with a better consciousness as we're kind of like moving into the new paradigm? It's more mm -hmm. important that people, my understanding is that it's more important for people to pay attention to the consciousness behind the marketing strategy, the consciousness behind the pricing of their business mm -hmm more so than what somebody just like randomly goes up your prices like mm -hmm. what like what's the underlying layer underneath mm -hmm. that right and it's, yeah and it's so tempting when you just think you can get away with it but ultimately because the universe keeps checks and balances on not the money like you said the consciousness it's keeping checks and balances on has this person made these decisions from their higher self, their better self? Have we stretched ourselves to become a little bit better versions of ourselves or not? That's what it that's what matters. So someone's medicine could be to stop offering all their friends their gifts for free and to actually structure themselves and start a business, right? Or to ask for a raise because they're just so used to overgiving and being a, you know, a doormat in their lives. And someone else's might be like, let's not delude ourselves. And just, you know, just because everyone in the spiritual industry is saying charge what you're worth, you know, you're going to say that you're worth four, four, a session with you is $444. Um, and that it might be, but it might not be. So it's just right. always about having an honest check with understanding that, yes, everyone is innately worthy, but it's also about the value of what we're actually not sitting on and getting off and moving through us. And the universe always um, rewards us when we change our attitude from receiving to giving and sharing. And that doesn't mean um, overgiving, 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 but just the attitude with which we do everything. So the attitude of a relationship is not is he or she the one? Is am I showing up as the person that I dream of being in a relationship? That changes everything because if you are the only person in the movie of your life and you are the only thing that you can change in the challenge of this game of life, which is becoming more like the divine every single day, um, then it doesn't really matter about the the ancillary characters, right? We're thinking that um, it's about is the person right? Is the course right? Is the job right? Is 
am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? And like I said, someone else's right decision with charging could be someone else's wrong decision. So Mm -hmm. we're absolutely not saying that you can't charge $15 for delivery, but everybody, and I, I really believe this, everybody is an energy reader, even if they don't know that they're doing it. And so, you know, you know that when you're all of a sudden being charged five pounds to drop someone off at the airport where before you didn't, most people are going to suspect that that's like a silly thing to be charging people for because you don't need it. Um, and it's so, literally a smash and grab. It's like, okay, it's a smash for real. And grab. Yeah. And then, like I said, you're you're not caring so much about customer perception. You're caring more about the short term, what you can get from it. And so that's you're giving up the attitude of service. And in doing so, like you said, on the more shallow level, your customer is not going to like you as much. Your customer is going to go to another airport if one opens up where they're not charging you silly things for silly um, amounts of money, right? So you are also bringing yourself down as providing an excellent service. There's a reason why, um, you know, Amazon is untouchable because they provide, on the whole, they provide excellent service. Of course, there's people have issues with their ethics and people have issues with their packaging and people have issues with whatever, but there's not, nothing even comes close to the fact that they don't charge you through the roof. They make your life easy. The returns are easy. They charge, They bring you something next day. They give you everything in one place. Like that's what we value, rightly or wrongly. That's what most of the human population is currently valuing. And someone is providing it and doing a good job of it. And it doesn't mean that their consciousness is Gandhi. It just means that they understand. And his famous quote is the customer comes first and the customer is always right. So you know, there's a reason why um, I was also thinking about this because I was kind of thinking about like, why am I paying iCloud storage for Apple? And why am I also paying, you know, this for apps? And uh, like, there's so many different Apple payments, right? And I was like, What's I literally like, where, where, what am I paying for? I have to check every month. I'm like, wait, what was that? But here's what's interesting is that the alternative you would have to pay so much more for, right? Of course, you're going to pay to keep your pictures. And of course, that's worth a few dollars and of course you're going to pay for storage and of course because actually at the end of the day what they are providing is literally unfathomable just Mm -hmm. boil it down like that's the reason why they can charge eight dollars for this and two dollars for this and three dollars for this and i promise you the day that that their service doesn't become the best or the the day that they get too big for their boots and overcharge that's when they'll have the rebalancing of energies between them and their customers you know but until then that will happen at the perfect time that you are out of balance. So this is why the customer is always right, because you have to listen to, it's not about what you think they value you for. Sometimes if um, you know you have an amazing product and you're giving it away for free and you're wondering why you're not attracting people, it's because they don't see the value in it. Or if you're equally the same, if your hairdresser was three times the price, would that make you go to someone else? Mm. Ooh. Okay. So I hear you saying the two like biggest nuggets for me or like the base layer nuggets for me that I'm hearing are this idea of like an equal exchange of value. Both people in any situation, you between a business, you between a person need to feel like there's an, what you need, need to feel as if both of you are getting the better end of the stick. And Mm -hmm. that's always going to be the better play energetically. Like Mm -hmm. from consciousness level if that's what you care about and then the other piece I love I want to come back to the word of mouth conversation but let's stick on this for a second 
because um, you just said if that imbalance of power happens or that imbalance of value happens between, you know, the people that are doing the Google storage and us, somebody at some point will come in and replace them if they push too hard from their side Mm -hmm. and then the imbalance of value shifts. Mm -hmm. That gives the opening for someone to come in and replace them to Mm -hmm. give us the provided value. I mean, we watched it happen with streaming services Mm -hmm. and then possibly watching the imbalance of value to, I'm like, could potentially switch back to people going back to paying direct TV and paying, like Mm -hmm. they got too big for their britches and we could watch that happen. And Mm -hmm. so this is why this imbalance of value is why it's always going to be the better long play to provide an equal or greater value to people than what you're charging them for and I really want to emphasize that this is just how the universe balances everything everything is in perfect harmony everything has to be equal and opposite that's one of the laws of the universe one of the energetic laws of the universe is that for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction for every plus there's an equal amount of minus and so it's also that that's a way of saying karma, right? That's the way of saying that you have to, if you manage your side of the street well and you keep it clean, then you, the more you do that, the less rebalancing, quote unquote, or, you know, uh, shocks, whatever. Like when you just slowly keep to your thing and do your thing and make sure that the giving and receiving that you're doing is equal, you take care of it. So you don't need the universe to, um, you know, swoop in. And of, of course, listen, we all have blind spots where we can't see where we're over receiving or over giving. And that's when we get kicked in the ass like we did this summer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just to say that it's so much better for you to uh, police yourself and be really honest with yourself about, you know, where you're trying to Um, fill holes from places of lack or fear that there will be lack in the future and to challenge yourself to say you know what every time I feel lack let me think about what I can give or do or share or readjust in myself so that I can remind myself that there's so much more where this came from which is within you right the value was always within you it's you sharing a skill a knowledge your energy your time that's how we all create value as human beings right we we lend our energy we physically move things we create strategies and thoughts every human being is doing a different thing but we are investing in pulling from our own innate um toolbox that each human has to give and the more you are okay with sharing that And the more you get used to being in that momentum and that downstream of pulling from that well that is infinite, the more you know the well is infinite. And then you also get rid of these feelings of lack because you're like, I know where I go. I go, I can go to the well within and do things no matter what. I know that abundance, quote unquote, or safety doesn't come from me having to cling on to something from the outside world. It comes from me lending my own self to the outside world. And there's millions of different applications that every single human being can lend their gifts to. So it's interesting when people ask about like, what's the perfect job for projectors or what's the purpose of this incarnation cross or this life theme? It's like, it can be applied to so many things. And we've spoken before about how 
there's, you know, so many jobs that haven't even been invented yet that we're going to be, you know, witnessing in 10, 20, 30 years time. So it's about as you go, are you reaffirming to yourself that you are capable, that you are a giver, that you are a provider, that you are wonderful at serving other people or in your actions of trying to overcharge people? Is that sending the message to the universe that you don't believe that what you have to give is getting stronger every day and that you can't lean on that and that's what the real value is you're basically saying to the universe that it's the outside worshiping of false idols that is going to be your focus rather than focusing on oh the outside world is just a reflection of me and it's it's um shape-shifting around what i do and it takes its cues from what i do and so therefore um, let me practice because it doesn't come easy to any of us to to do that switch. I want to just acknowledge like it's really freaking hard because of those generations of lack that has been programmed into us. But it's a journey worth taking no matter what you do. And like I was saying, like it can be applied to romantic relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. homes, anything that you exchange with. Um, it's about who you become and what you bring of yourself to the table and challenge yourself to be as excellent and bring the energy of excellence to whatever it is you do, the way that you think about things. And, um, you know, also you can do the steps that we were talking, you know, some of the, like you were saying, like some of the tips, we were kind of the practical tips of it, but it's a, it's actually, you can do the tips from a place of weird consciousness or from a place of good consciousness. And it doesn't really matter about the actual tips because everyone will have a different strategy for entering a relationship. Everyone will have a different strategy for what a perfect marriage looks like. Everyone will have a different strategy for asking for a raise changing jobs Mm. the the physical action steps will be different but it's about getting the mind right behind it and understanding that you really long term can't pull the wool over people's eyes in terms of what you're asking for from them 